0: Toy. We want it been
1: Welcome to another edition of the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. I believe this is episode number 17 in our jaunt across the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, Jason, Merry Christmas. Good morning. How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing good. I'm on my third cup of coffee so I can bring the energy right from the start of the episode instead of waiting until the end and jamming it all in the last 15 minutes.
1: Awesome. So did you you had your creamer all set up. You didn't have to make a run to Starbucks this morning.
0: Nope. Nope. I have my peppermint mocha creamer ready to go. Awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I've told the wife we've been drinking so much coffee the past few days. It's like we need to get some before we run out because, mm-hmm. yeah, we've been off the past couple of days and you're drinking two, and, you know, a couple of pots a morning and all of a sudden there's no more coffee.
0: Right. But yeah, no, I'm ready to go. How was your Christmas? Uh, my Christmas was great. Uh, I got a lot of Star Wars pickups. I can go into that if you want to talk about that.
1: Well, before we get into that, I want to know about the elf there because there's pictures of you running around this grocery <laughs> store in, in an elf outfit. and I need to know about that.
0: All right. So, yeah, so I was Buddy the Elf on Christmas Eve. So the, the backstory of that, and I'll try to make it quick. Um, back in Syracuse, there was a United Way event where we would have a booth and it would just be for the community. And part of that booth was the New York State Fair. And I dressed as an award-winning, award-winning turkey. And I just kept wearing that turkey every Thanksgiving. And then my in-laws found out about it. And they said, that's great. You need to do something at Christmas. And they coaxed my wife into getting the Buddy the Elf costume. And so we got that. And then my wife was like, we need to go to the grocery store. I'm like, okay, let's go. I was in the costume. And my daughter, my youngest daughter was like, he's not really going like that, is he? And we were like, yeah, I am. And she's like, oh, I got to see this. So we went, and we went to the grocery store, and it it wasn't as embarrassing as you would think. People were laughing and waving, and it just brought smiles to their faces. Several people said, I love that. There was one couple who had kids in the cart, and they were like, my wife was like, see, you're not the only one wearing your pajamas, because the kids were wearing their pajamas. And they like, like, hey, it's Buddy. And I was just like, hey, kids.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, it was it on Christmas
0: Eve. Yes, yes, right, yeah. Yes, that sorry. wouldn't be
1: that odd. You do it Fourth of July. No. People would probably look at you funny, but that was yeah,
0: awesome. Right, it was in season. So, but yeah, it was
1: fun. <laughs> awesome. So, what kind of pickups did you get? What, what kind of gifts?
0: Yeah, I got the vintage collection uh, carbon sheet carbon freeze chamber with a uh, stormtrooper in there. And as uh, somebody who doesn't open the action figures, I'm debating if I should open this just to get the action figure and put it on display, or do I leave it in the box? I think I'm going to leave it in the box for now.
1: Just one piece of tape that is holding that thing together?
0: Yeah. If I open it, I'll know that I opened it. <laughs> I can't live with myself. Jesus. Can't go back once the tape has been broken. Right. I'm, not, I'm that level of crazy. I mean, when, when the Jabba's Pals came out and they went on clearance at Walmart, I bought three of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: One, one to open to have the figures on my sale barge, one to open and have the figures on display with my other carded figures, and then one that wasn't open at all. Wow, yeah, that's that's my level of crazy.
1: <laughs> well, when they're thirteen dollars a piece, why not buy three of them?
0: Yeah, and the figures alone are twelve bucks each on, on the shelves, so I figured it was worth it.
1: Jason TK picked me up one uh, that he found for thirteen dollars because that seems like I was either hitting them at thirty dollars. I was at you know too late because they hit thirteen and somebody bought them off.
0: I also got the Black Series Endor Han Solo figure. I got Squadrons for Xbox, so I've, I've played that for about a half hour and trying to get into it.
1: Yeah, how, how are you liking it so far?
0: It's tough. It, it reminds me of like Christmas morning and opening up Rogue Squadron and then going to play with that. I got a lot of um, nostalgic memories playing those shooter games and from like a pilot's point of view, but we'll see. I'm still early in the game.
1: I'm up till I think level 18 on that and it's still, I'm still getting my butt kicked, but you know, you'll have like. 20 deaths to two kills
0: yeah yeah that's how it's going yeah so i wouldn't cut it as an imperial pilot i mean i would just i would have died in the first battle yeah i'm, a, I'm as effective as a stormtrooper in and a tie fighter <laughs> uh the last thing i got um my wife got me the set of coaster pins they're so they're disney pins but they look like the coasters from olga's cantina awesome yep so i got those i got those on display and then funny enough we were looking for something else yesterday we're looking for something to help the kids you know assemble whatever their gift and we got uh i found my old disney pins from like 20 years ago oh wow and so i was able to put those on display which are really cool because they're like full-bodied pin versions of like han solo and boba fett and yoda so i'm very happy i thought those were lost so i was ecstatic to find those again
1: i love when that happens you think you lost something and then you find it like a couple of years later and it yeah It brings up memories and all that fun stuff.
0: Then earlier this week, as I was doing last minute Christmas shopping, I hit a a Walmart in Holly Springs real early in the morning and I found the whole wave of the vintage collection, the new one with the armor, the Mandalorian, Rex. And I was really, I was really happy to get Rex because those clones don't normally stay in the shelves.
1: Right. That's cool
0: how about you what'd you get for uh the holidays
1: as far as christmas goes my my wife did pretty good this year she uh the you know those vinyl mations that uh yeah. disney she they did yep. a rebels run of them and she found me a ezra and Hera to go because i've got the uh i had a sabine uh chopper and a zeb and then she got me the ezra and, and Hera to go with them uh um, those are awesome yeah and she, I got a couple of Back to the Future pre Super Seven, uh, the Funko versions of them. They did the uh, three and three quarter figures. You know, I, I've got the American run, but they made a Japanese special, Marty and Einstein in like Japanese packaging. Yeah. And uh, she's she said she's been watching watching those for a minute and finally found one and picked that up for me. She got me some. I don't know if they're what kind of bootlegs they are, but they're like the blown plastic bootleg. It's a bootleg uh, Bubba Fett and a bootleg. Darth Vader had a, had a pretty decent decent run this year, and then she got yeah. me the uh found a Hera pin from Celebration Seventeen that she picked oh, wow. me up. Yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, my daughter got us those I guess they're Cruel dishes that the Sam's Club had that were all Star wars out. Yeah, so she got us a set of those.
0: you got a set of that. Yep. So now you can eat your chicken chicken nuggets on your uh, new plates.
1: Right. Well, these are like the storage, like the, instead of them being plastic Tupperware, they're glass. Oh yeah.
0: I don't know if I've seen those then.
1: Yeah. Sam's, they did a run. They did two of them. one was a uh, baby Yoda and one was like a bunch of star. Wars. I think there's a C-3PO, there's a Darth Vader, there's a Chewbacca. And then I think there's, and then there's a, did I say Yoda? And then there's a Yoda. So there's like four of them. Wow.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll have to look that up after this.
1: Yeah, they're pretty cool I don't know if you could I don't, they it was sort of like those baby yoda uh grape crates that they sold out of in like two days because oh they, yeah those <laughs> were went, awesome yeah I wish I would have just dropped what I was doing and go and pick them up but yeah when I went a couple of weeks later they were like dude we sold out of those in, in a week in like a day wow yeah, yeah. so uh your, your son got something pretty cool man talk about that
0: So I have a friend who used to be on face off, which is a makeup show that was on sci-fi and they would build creatures out of latex masks and stuff like that. And then they would be, uh, they would compete against each other for um, in front of judges who were in the industry and they had a lot of guest judges. And, and so it was just a really cool show. He was, he lived in Miami at the time. He's since moved to Atlanta because this is the center of the entertainment industry outside of Los Angeles. So he's working on a bunch of cool shows right now, creating creatures and, Special effects makeup. And during the quarantine, you know, there wasn't a lot going on because everyone was shut down. So they did focus on a small f- uh, fan film, Star Wars fan film about uh, my son's favorite character, Bosk. Uh, he was sharing me some photos of the hands that he was sculpting. And I'm like, dude, do you have access to the molds? He's like, yes, I do. And I'm like, can you make a copy of those molds? He's like, yeah, sure why. I was like, well, that's my son's favorite character. I would love to give it to him for Christmas. And so this was back in the spring, that he was finishing up that that job. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So he had all year long to you know work on the background, and we we had a great, uh, we had an agreed upon price for the mold for the feet, hands, and and mask, and um, painting. So I asked for him to paint it because I just couldn't do as good of a job as he did. Plus, it's legit. I mean, this looks like Bosque.
1: Yeah, it's so, an amazing, amazing looking costume.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we uh, we picked that up from him. Um I put it in he put it in a a um, dry vac box. And so I just taped the box and I said, Yeah, we went out to Home Depot and I picked this up for myself. It's a Christmas present. So come Christmas morning, I'm like, well, you know what? This this wasn't for me, this is for you. So he opened it up. He had no clue what was in it, like zero clue. I didn't even tell him about the fan film until he opened up the box. And he was just blown away because, like I said, it's the feet, it's Bosk's feet, it's his arms, it's the mask. Um, we got—he was wearing a NASA shirt Christmas morning, so we did take a picture of him in the in the costume um, with his NASA shirt on. We put his Christmas head on, so it, it's it's just an awesome piece, and he's ecstatic to have it. And we're thinking, like, do we get do we get like a Bosk hoodie because they make those, and put him in that so he could be like teenage angst. Bosque, which would hold us over until we could afford to make an actual boss costume you know he wore it for like five minutes and he had trouble seeing it in it
1: mm-hmm. so
0: i'm like so was this like a celebration thing he's like no i don't think i could wear this to celebration it's still just an awesome piece and we're, we're trying to figure out how do we set this up for him so he can have it on display and but yeah it's awesome and he's ecstatic to have it
1: that movie was pretty cool too i watched it well i didn't know about it because Until you told me about it, I watched it and it it was cool. It was actually one left me kind of wanting more. Uh, You know, it's a 15, 20 minute short when it was over. I was like, that's it. You know, I was wanting more because it was that good. And they have a little uh, guest appearance because I was like, is that who I think it is? Uh, (laughs) It's
0: the Mandalorian all over again. Is that is that who I think it
1: is? Yeah, exactly. And but not not to spoil it, it is. and, And it does have the Predator feel. My wife was like, is this Star Wars or Predator? when we were when we were watching it uh yeah and it you know it's done very well uh and apparently there's a lot more like the local guys there's uh the guy that i want to make my bucket he uh he was in it you know and there's a couple you know a couple of people i follow in on instagram and stuff were posting about it saying you know they were in it so pretty big undertaking
0: luckily there was a surprise cameo from the comic books i wasn't expecting which i thought was cool yeah and uh yeah like the end um the end, like you said, it was just awesome. I didn't expect to see that character and the way they ended it was just classic predator. It's like, of course you have to include that. Of course.
1: Right. So yeah, go watch it. It's called scorekeeper. It's on YouTube. It's about 20 minutes and you'll, you'll, you can thank us later. Yeah. It was awesome. Going to all the, uh, the stuff Hasbro released on the last Mando Monday of the year.
0: Can we go Fre- into it?
1: Yeah, just freaking yeah. Hasbro, man. I'm, I sighed because I'm like, yeah, another Boba Fett helmet, man.
0: Yep. And I had thought about getting that and then the Empire Strikes Back version because they're just so cool. I really wanted to try yours on, but because of the quarantine, I'm like, I don't want to put my face into his mask right now. Yeah. Because my head's so big. I have the Dom Post mask from like 97. And uh-huh. it used to f- it used to fit my head in high school. It doesn't fit my head anymore. Oh wow! And so I, I'm just like, will this fit my head? Because the Darth Vader one barely fits my head.
1: They put a halo in it, uh, you know, one of the old the hard hat halos in that helmet, and I had mm-hmm. to take that out because it just it fills it too much. And the, but then you take that helmet out, you know, it fits too tight. But then once you take that halo out, then it's too loose. So right. I think I need to get some padding or something to make it work. But at this point, I am i don't plan on wearing it out of the house, so I'm just going to leave it leave it as is.
0: So they released the Mandalorian repainted version of the Boba Fett helmet on uh, Mando Monday. And then I, I just real quick, I went back to see if I can still get the Empire Strikes Back version. Um, and they are re-releasing it through Entertainment Earth later next year, like September time. So I'm, I'm thinking I might pre-order that because it's classic Boba Fett.
1: For 120 bucks, it's it's well worth it. It's a good, you know, as some people call it, like a 10 foot helmet. So mm-hmm. from 10 feet, it looks great. And It still looks great up front, but you know, up close, but you start seeing that, you know, the, the the damage is a sticker or whatever. And yeah, the Black Series helmets, all of them are awesome.
0: But then they announced the Black Series Dark for 250 dollars.
1: Oh my God, dude, I was so ready. I was like, I'm ordering that thing. I I, I figured it'd be about 150 bucks. I got all excited. then I went to Amazon and it was two hundred and fifty freaking dollars. and it's a lot. That's a lot for a saber because for that much money, you can go buy one that's actually you can combat you you can compete with, you know and and battle with that's gonna take damage. I don't know if it if it would knock it down, if they knock it down a hundred bucks or hell, even two hundred, I could probably justify it, but two fifty. I mean, it's, it's badass because the, the hilt comes apart and you got a display stand for it and everything, yeah. but it's a lot of damn money for what they, you know, for a freaking toy. But yeah, I bet that's going to be something that's definitely going to go on clearance here soon because, or not soon, but, you know, you wait six months to a year, it'll be on clearance, but shit, you don't know.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. And, and, you know, that's definitely not for kids. That's for adult collectors at that price point. I mean, they already have a kid version out, so that's really just for adults.
1: Yeah. And if I'm going to spend that much, I'm going to battle with it because my grandkids come over and we play star Wars (laughs) and we play lightsabers, you know, and I'll break out my savvy saber saber and play with them. But I know if I break it, I can always, you know, get a new uh, blade for it or whatever. And it's made, you know, you're playing with the two year olds or five year olds, so it's, you know, they're not going to break it. But at two fifty, no way would I break out my dark saber to play with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Uh, but that's where they there again. If I'm going to spend two fifty on one, I'm going to get one that's battle ready. And then they yeah. re-release the they're re-releasing the Slave One. Yes. That okay? So explain that to me. Or you were telling me that they had an Amazon version and then a a normal version or something, but I have no clue what the difference is between the two.
0: Uh, I wasn't saying that. Oh, you were saying
1: it wasn't you? Somebody was telling me or asking me or something if there was the, if I had the Amazon version or the normal version or, I don't freaking know.
0: So I do know that the Vintage Collection Slave 1 was previously released, I think years ago during the original run of the Vintage Collection. And then they re-released it last year, the year before. That's the version you have. Right. They did make slight changes like the stand and stuff. But I think for for the most part, it's pretty much the same, and then they're re-releasing it in light of what has just happened on the Mandalorian.
1: Right. They um that first release was uh, Clone Wars. It was like the transition between Jango and oh. Boba, so it had a young Boba in it, and it came with a, a Jedi starship. So it was a, a pretty big package. Yeah. And you know they're they're two three hundred bucks if you can find them. Huh. When I got mine open, it was missing the ramp. So I contacted Hasbro and they couldn't, they're like, we don't have those pieces because it's too popular of an item. And I was able to hunt down one of the Django versions. Somebody had a a skeleton of one and it had a ramp and I picked it up for cheap. So I can jeez, yeah. Throw the ramp on it, but lucky you. Yeah, I know I got lucky, but that's, yeah. And that's another reason why I don't want to spend 250 bucks on something from Hasbro. I mean, they made it right, but my, boba fett helmet when you put the visor down the the uh uh rangefinder down yeah only one of the lights light up and i sent it to hasbro and they were like oh yeah use right you use better batteries in it and i just (laughs) i dropped it at at that point because they were like we don't have any because it's a popular item you know the same same bs
0: plus they also have that mandalorian helmet too which i want to pick up so i i i personally would prefer the helmets over the darksaber just because that's expensive mm-hmm. and, and it can get um almost three helmets for that same price. Right. Kind of, but whatever two helmets, I guess when you do the math, right?
1: Right. Yeah, it was, you get two for one,
0: but yeah. So that was the final Mando Monday and uh, no new Boba Fett action figures or new Mandalorian figures. It's all helmets and, and plate items.
1: It's stupid for them not to release those figures.
0: Yeah, they'll get to it when uh, the book of Boba Fett comes out next year.
1: Yeah, you want to uh, talk a little bit about the book of Boba Fett, or do you want to talk about our top five? We could talk which way we, either way, man. We can talk about. Well, let's let's.
0: I guess let's close that out then. The top five, and
1: we can talk about the
0: book of Boba Fett now.
1: What are what are you wanting to see in this book of Boba Fett?
0: I also found out that Robert Rodriguez, who directed the tragedy, which was the big Boba Fett episode of the Mandalorian, he's you know co-producing this so. Um, and, and watching season two of Disney galleries, the Mandalorian, he was talking about how he was directing that episode and how if, if he wasn't going to take anything for granted, if this was going to be Boba Fett's only episode, there was no guarantees that there was going to be a, I guess a, a spin-off spin-off show at that point. He was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it all right now. And so he did a lot of brutal kick-ass Boba Fett stuff. So I want to, Starting off, I want to see more of that. I want to see more of that brutal Boba Fett.
1: I think feeding off of that, I want to see him with sand people to learn, you know, because you don't just learn to use a gaff. you know, you just don't pick up a gaffy stick and learn how to kick ass with it. You know, you got to learn it. And I want to know why he was dressed up like a sand person. So I guess, you know, feeding off of that, that's one thing I want to see in this. You mentioned Roger Rodriguez, did you, and you saw the? I haven't seen the gallery yet, but I've seen the people posting pictures and stuff on Facebook. In the gallery, did they show him playing the guitar with Baby Yoda?
0: Yes, they do. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's so awesome.
0: It's adorable. <laughs> yeah, I kind of you- get like, yeah, no, I'm sorry to interrupt. I kind of no, get no. the feeling that like that's his fidget spinner. He just plays the guitar in the background.
1: Yeah. Baby Yoda, but did you see what was in the background? They had the dude in the uh, dark armor or dark trooper armor in the background, just kind of chilling.
0: Yeah, they go into that with that uh, season, that first episode there. So, okay, you'll see more of that. Yeah, once you once you watch it.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been watching too much. I'm 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 about two hours into Wonder Woman. That when when a movie is like two and a half hours, you kind of got to chop it up. Yeah, it's got Pedro Pascal in it, and it's he's acting. I guess you get yeah. to see how good of an actor he really is because yes. he's totally acting out of his rage, Yep, out of what you've seen him.
0: I, I loved Return of the Jedi. I thought that you know, Empire Strikes Back is my favorite Star Wars movie, but as far as creature creation, I thought that Return of the Jedi was always the best in creating all those creatures in Jabba's Palace and Admiral Ackbar and all those guys. So I really like the potential of this new Boba Fett series if it takes place in Jabba's Palace and all those creatures come back. I, I would, I think that would be great. So I want more of that kind of stuff.
1: Right. It, it, I want to know what he's doing there because is he going to rebuild the huts? Is he going to be, you know, be instead of Jabba the Hutt, will it be Boba the Hutt or, you know, whatever? Why, why did he take over Jabba's palace? You know, is, is he, uh, is he just tired of being a bounty hunter and he wants to point and be a gangster, even though I know you said you don't want to see that, but is that where they're going with it? a la Darth Maul.
0: Yep, and and after we kind of had our last episode, I was thinking about this more in depth, and uh, I think it would be cool to see some sort of Scarface kind of movie where he brutally takes charge and becomes this major empire of the cartel or something like that.
1: No, so now you do want to see it?
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs> One eighty.
1: That's coming. I think that's the way they're going to go with it because, you know, maybe we'll see, well, you're not going to see Darth Maul because Darth Maul is not in canon, you know, is dead right now, but yeah, uh, spoiler alert. But, um, you know, it, that could make for awesome, you know, you could have Bosk back. You could have all these bounty hunters, you know, you, hell, you could even have IG-88 back, you know. Would they, Would they? like you just said, would they go that far? And, and it it would make for a cool show, I think.
0: What I'm thinking here is that Jabba the Hutt dies on on the sail barge. Bib Fortuna, you know, escapes somehow. This is what two, three years after Return of the Jedi.
1: I think it's more closer to five.
0: Is it five? I thought it was five years after the Battle of Yavin, but that that's still is still murky to me.
1: Yeah.
0: But but still, I think Bib Fortuna is the number two. He's weak. He's never been the strong guy. He's never been the guy to to give orders. And so I think he's a figurehead. I think all these characters in Jabba's palace just want—they know nothing other than living in Jabba's palace, being the the scum, you know, just kind of taking orders. And so Bib kind of saw this opportunity to maybe make himself more secure, even though he's a weak figurehead, but he is a figurehead, and he just sits on the throne and tells people what to do. I I don't think he ever held, excuse me, held any power.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so uh, just think about how quick quickly and easily Boba Fett walks in and guns everyone down. It's just like, I'm in charge now. Right. And so I think he's returning the strength of the cartel to Tatooine. Mm -hmm. Maybe that was lost.
1: No, I think he can do it too, because, you know, the Mandos may not like him, but I think he's got, you know, big man in a, in a little fish bowl, you know, type thing, or big fish in a little bowl. That's what I'm thinking of. You know, and, and I think he's got enough, I think he could run Tatooine. He may not be able to run the universe, but he can definitely run Tatooine.
0: Yeah. I would imagine there's some sort of power vacuum now that the empire is gone. Mm -hmm. And so there's opportunities for, um, and when you think about like some of the episodes, how how things were black and white, who has power, who doesn't have power, there's opportunity for people to slide in and take some power from the the places where there there's a void, you know, the empire is no longer on Tatooine. We saw, stormtrooper helmets on pikes so you know maybe there's a vacuum of lawlessness in tatooine and you even see that in the cantina how depressed it was when in a new hope because of the power of the huts because everybody came there it was a thriving place but without that it's it's dead it's depressed yeah and so if boba is able to come in and provide jobs provide opportunity he's going to strengthen his power and i think that's maybe where this is going
1: right no, that would be cool to see. Um, and I didn't think of it that way because, yeah, what if he does bring Tatooine back to its former glory? I want to jump ahead, but I don't want to jump ahead because I we're going. You know, I guess this is like our top five, or you know, this list of things we want to see. But
0: oh, I'm well, just no, listening. I'm just ahead. doing a brain. Du- I'm doing a brain dump.
1: Brain dump. That's awesome. That's sort of where I did. I did a did notes, but uh, I want to. I want to see the uh, Sarlacc pit. I want to see how he how yeah. the hell he got out of that. I think it's going to be a, a, a flashback scene a la Cobb Vant getting the armor. You know, they're going to be riding on speeder bikes. And let me tell you about how I got out of the Starlak pit that one time.
0: Yeah. Even if it's just in passing, you know how they've dropped big things in, in small lines here and there in The Mandalorian? Right. It's just like, yeah, Grogu says this. And it's just like, wait, what? His name is Grogu?
1: That's the one thing I really like about freaking Dave Filoni. You're sitting there and you're... You know, we've been battling these things for 30 years and it's settled in five seconds.
0: Will some other cartel? You know, we have the pikes. Is Crimson Dawn still viable? Is that still run by someone? Is the black sun still around? Could, can those can those things come back and try to say, No, Boba, we're in charge now.
1: Dude, <laughs> could you imagine having Crimson Dawn? And yeah, like you said, black you got black sun that comes around. Yep. Oh, the the possibilities are endless for this thing
0: yeah the other thing was that bib fortuna had heard rumors about boba so it would be cool in addition to some of that sarlacc stuff to get some backstory you know maybe episode one is coming up to that point we see at the end of the mandalorian where he's climbing out of the dune sea he's making his way with tuscan raiders is he i don't know doing whatever out there and people are starting to talk about this person roaming the the dune sea or something like that it it would be interesting to see some of that I also think that Cobb Vanth would make a great quote-unquote villain for Boba Fett is Boba sitting on his throne he looks like the king is he trying to be a king of Tatooine is he trying to be crime lord of Tatooine if so Cobb might be a great character to counter that as like a sheriff a marshal um if we look at some of the westerns that they had for um the Mandalorian uh West, western inspirations you know is this like some sort of hideout for villains now like is this like a refuge for lawlessness i don't know but i think i think cobb would be a great villain to be like i want my armor back
1: if cobb goes after him to get the armor back dude he's an idiot <laughs> <laughs> it's there's possible no way, there's no way i'd go after freaking Boba fett to get my get that armor back no you know um, not after
0: i've seen him <laughs> yeah
1: no fooling I, I why the hell would he do that but it would make a good it you know or, or something i i could see Cobb van at least approaching him and being like hey man I, I need my stuff back or hey let's talk or whatever but damn
0: yeah i think Cobb's motivation would be more like you know i've worked hard to get this free town and or most most what what was it called
1: uh, it was just called Freetown. Free t- I, I don't know it was, what it...
0: Yeah, there was a moss something or other. People are in the car screaming at us. It's moss, so-and-so.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> in, in the aftermath novels, it was known as Freetown because it's where free people went. Uh, yeah, so I think maybe there's more crime now that Boba Fett's in charge. More criminals are coming into town. Cobb doesn't appreciate the fact that there's raiders in his town and he's the marshal, so he's got to do something about that. I think I'd be disappointed if it's just Cobb versus Boba. I think it would be more interesting if the cartels were more involved and Boba's trying to rise in the ranks and build something. Mm-hmm. But that's just me.
1: I've learned in Star Wars, you don't put that good of an actor and just use them for a thirty-minute episode.
0: Yeah. The other piece of daydreaming I did, uh, there is one character out there who I thought would be interesting to fold into this new canon, which would be Han Solo. Could yeah. they bring? Could they bring Alden back? I mean, like, how much beef does Boba and Han have, really, other than what happened on Cloud City in the Battle of the Sarlacc? I think it was talked up a lot more in the expanded EU, and I don't
1: know. In the EU, I don't know what book it is, because I've, I've read a bunch of them. But there are, there's a, there's one book that Boba and Han Solo team up, and, and to fight whatever. Um, and I don't, you know, like I said, I don't remember what 100% what the story is, but you know, Bubba and Han are, you know, they, they put their differences aside because Boba is is a man for hire and he's gonna do what whatever he needs to do to get what he needs done, done. That's the type of person Bubba is. And he, he doesn't hold I guess he doesn't hold grudges is the best way to look at it. Yeah. And whoever whoever's got the money, that's where he's going so that would oh my god yes <laughs> i want to see that would that would make it amazing have han solo pop up and yeah and, then chewy. You've got, yeah, and chewy and then you got the blacks is it the, is it black oh who's is it black no who is it from a solo is it black no it's not black sun that's, is it?
0: that's crimson dawn crimson
1: dawn oh my god and then you've got kira, kira show up dude that would make it am- and disney plus i mean it would be hard <laughs> to get emily is it emily uh whoever amelia uh, clark yeah amelia clark mother of dragons i i think that would be hard to get her to do that show but the other guys i don't know if they've got anything going you know especially the guy that plays chewy you know um and you could get those i think it'd be easy to get those guys back yeah you know and and if you can't get Amelia clark get somebody who looks like her because there's you know i heard she's going to take over for uh aquaman Uh, you know, playing the the female lead in Aquaman, so... I haven't heard that. Oh, yeah, it's rumors, but...
0: But, but yeah. Yeah. No, sorry.
1: No, no, go ahead. You know, that's the only thing, but damn, that would be amazing to get those those characters back in that show.
0: It'd be awesome. Yeah, so can we hear that... Could Han hear that Boba Fett is alive and with his new role in The Republic kind of running missions or whatever say say you know i'm gonna go back to tatooine and see what's going on there um i don't know
1: yeah that would be awesome and then you could actually something could lead up to where hell you have lando back too (laughs) because dude i read too many books (laughs) my mind is you know you spend the last 30 years going over this stuff in your mind and and now we're getting it Uh, and I yeah. need to go back and rewatch the uh, the Boba Fett episode because I was un- you know as much as I loved it I I hated it it's not hated it but was underwhelmed by it so I think if I watch it a couple of more times it'll it'll wow me but this this and the more I you got me hyped up about this book of Boba Fett now dude
0: <laughs> <laughs> the best thing about Robert Rodriguez he's got that passion for Boba Fett he's got the passion for wanting to make Boba Fett really cool. I think that's going to work in this show's favor. He was talking about in the gallery season two, the Disney galleries, the Mandalorian season two, how he was hired for the role or for director of that episode. And he was given like a 19 page script and he decided to pull three pages and make it nine minutes. So in the industry, a 19 page script, it's one minute per page. So that's a 19 minute episode. He took three pages and extended it to like nine, 10 minutes. Wow. and he uses he uses action figures so he went out back with his son he had a boba fett mask he had, his son had a stormtrooper and he was like shooting animatics and editing it together using action figures using his own body kind of setting up shots this is what i want to do here this is what i want to do there and so i think i think he's going to nail it um and i think it's it's going to be a, a special it's only four episodes and i think it's gonna be awesome
1: Okay, so so we do know. All right, like I said, I haven't seen that yet. So yeah. All right, now well, we know. I,
0: Go ahead. Yeah, I read that. I read that somewhere. I don't know. It wasn't said in the the show, but I did read that somewhere. I don't know if that's true. Then. I'm
1: going to jump ahead because this is what I wanted to say a minute ago. But we were yeah. brain dumping, and I still got a couple of things I want to talk about. But the um, from what I understand, because uh, John Favreau was on Good Morning America. And they announced, you know, when they officially announced Book of Boba and showed the logo and all that, everything, they said that it would come out, he said Christmas 21, and then he changed it. But, you know, I don't know if he was trying to be politically correct or or not, Uh, but it's supposed to come out around Christmas of 21, and it's Mm going to be, it's separate season from The Mandalorian, so it's sort of either going to be like a Mandalorian 2.1, five or a 3a or something you know so it's it's going to fall it right in between the two seasons of the mandalorian and then after we get the book of bova then they're going to start production of the mandalorian so hopefully disney's got their crap together with all these other shows because we're not going to get another season of the mandalorian for two years it looks like yeah
0: yeah Well, if they're if they're shooting it right now it could be early 2022 okay it could be.
1: Well, I, he had said something that they weren't going to start production, but maybe it's something. You know, maybe it's something else, or I mi- misunderstood. But they weren't yeah. going to start production until after Boba uh, Book of Boba was done. But finished. Finished. But yeah, I don't know why they would wait that. that that's a long time to wait to start shooting.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's. Uh, it, I'm really excited about the Book of Boba. Like I've kind of said before. That was the one character that they've kind of done nothing with. There's so much potential there, especially after this the tragedy when you, you see him as this hardened, kick-ass, awesome bounty hunter. Everything you wanted Boba to be, he was not in that episode.
1: Right. It's sort of the same thing they did with Luke. Because, damn it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I wanted to see a badass Luke, and I wanted to see a badass Leia in the prequel th- in the uh, sequel trilogy and we didn't get the the most we got was in training in the uh rise of skywalker that five second, yeah. you know or five minutes of them training
0: yeah yeah and those the sequel trilogy really focused on their new characters not so much the legacy characters and we i guess we want more legacy
1: characters in their prime yeah
0: post return of the jedi and
1: that's what i really want to see is i want to see what happened to you know how they, they became what they became. And, you know, Leia was a real Jedi and had a lightsaber and it wasn't like it wasn't in, in the movies where she just, I don't want to be a, you know, I don't want to do it anymore where she actually used it and fought with yeah. the lightsaber and used her Jedi powers. And yeah, I think that's why the sequel trilogy was kind of a bummer, but they either needed okay. I'm going to shut up now because <laughs> I'm going to ruin other episodes we're planning on.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get there eventually, but yeah. there's a lot of potential there. Um, I think to wrap up as far as the book of Boba Fett, it'd be cool to, to do the underwear, un- underwear, under <laughs> underworld stuff. That's a different show. Some of the underworld stuff that George was lu- uh, working on. It yeah. includes the criminal element and the, the crime and the gangs. Like I want to see more of that stuff, not, not season three of the Mandalorian.
1: Right. And I think we're going to get, I mean, the, the, with them bookending or saying that this is separate from the Mandalorian. I, I think we're going to get that, you know, yeah. uh, I hope we do. Cause it, yeah, there's a lot of star Wars. There's a gritty star Wars that we don't know about.
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to it and I uh, can't wait. Yeah. We also learned that um, Dave Filoni is currently writing in that 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 Good Morning America segment that Dave Filoni was writing Ahsoka right now. Ugh. So if that shows in good hands,
1: I saw all the uh, you know all the Rosario Dawson dressed up as Ahsoka and her talking to George Lucas and uh, I need to watch that gallery. I've got nothing going on for the next week, so. I'm probably watch it later today or something, but
0: yeah, they don't go too deep into that stuff just yet. This is just more like an overview of season two.
1: So are they definitely doing more than one episode of it? Or I heard they were just doing one.
0: I don't know. It was, it kind of came up on Disney plus season two, episode one. So I just assumed every Friday we'd get something new, but it could be just one.
1: Okay. They didn't go
0: in. They didn't go go into the big reveal at the end of the last episode.
1: Okay. Um, Did they do that last time with the gallery where they just kind of did it, you know, every Friday or.
0: Yeah. Each, each week was a different topic. So it would have been about acting, directing, writing, um, visual effects. Like they, they took a topic and they talked about it for 30 minutes. Okay. So this was a different format change when it was just like the full season at a high, high level overview.
1: Okay. So I guess we'll know next Friday. Yep. I also, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going over my notes right now. I want to see him fight a Jedi. <laughs> I don't know why I want, to see, I want to see a Mandalorian and a Jedi fight. I just, I got to see it.
0: We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> There's not many out there. Right. Are you talking about Boba Fett?
1: I don't care. I just want to see a Mandalorian and a Jedi. I mean, yeah. I would take Boba Fett. I'd take Bo-Katan. I would take mandalorian fighting the jedi and I mean, we got a taste of it but it, with him versus ahsoka but it seemed like as soon as he realized he was outmatched he started yelling at her that you know bo katan sent him so but because that's why i mean I, i've said this before but that's why the mandalorians have their armor set up the way they do because it's to fight jedi it's to mimic what the jedi do so and yeah. you see it you see it in rebels when um sabine is getting trained by uh getting getting trained by canaan you know all she gets those gauntlets from uh pre not Previsla, but the, the army guy and yeah. all of a sudden she can hold her own because it's got you know a couple of more tricks up her sleeve and you know she's able to to give him a little bit more of a battle
0: that would definitely be interesting to see right and now i'm thinking so there's rumors that they've cast a thron does Thrawn come into boba fett and and you know like you know, if you help me with this one mission, I will help you secure uh, your your status as a crime lord. You know, we'll give you we'll give you free reign to this spice run or something like that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so Jesus.
0: much potential.
1: Yeah, I would think that they'd have to if they're gonna do that. You have to have Ahsoka before you have book a Boba Fett, so you can. Because I think there's no way Thrawn's gonna get introduced in anything other than Ahsoka. I mean, I know we've seen him in. You know, he was mentioned in Mandalorian, but I don't think we're going to see him anywhere else but Ahsoka and something that Dave Filoni has is, is got his hands a thousand percent in.
0: Uh, it would be cool if Boba Fett builds up his empire, quickly loses it, and then turns to the empire and says, you know, I need help. And it's Thrawn, and, and he's like, all right, I need you to go track down Ahsoka or something like that. Jesus it would be so cool there's so and like when you start thinking about like the crossover you know Ahsoka's looking for Thrawn and in, in her show and then Boba Fett shows up to try to I don't know mess that up or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Well they, they've already announced and they've already said that everything's gonna cross over into each other so why
0: yeah, not? That's what I was thinking there.
1: That's why I love doing this show with you man. You just you up it <laughs> you keep upping it <laughs> and, getting lot- and getting me thinking and getting me excited and lots of yeah. potential oh my god that would be amazing
0: <laughs> did but, you hear about the rumors uh, are, are we done with boba fett or did you want to talk let's, about that
1: let's talk about the rumor real quick let's talk about that and then we can move on
0: yeah there's a rumor that luke skywalker is getting his own show or some sort of movie trilogy or something like that which doesn't surprise me because without the grogu on a mandalorian season three disney's not going to have a way to print money
1: right I've heard that rumor, but I really hope they don't do the deep fake with them. I hope they recast an actor. And you would have thought that if that's what they were going to do, they would have recast somebody as, you know, Luke. But maybe they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into when they did it.
0: Yeah, there's rumors like Mark Hamill would be on set or be the lead or something like that. And I just don't know if I can watch an, a robotic Luke Skywalker for 60 minutes every week.
1: And that's got to be a lot of money to do, man. It's not something, you know, to me, how would that be cost effective? You know, just hire somebody new.
0: Yeah, they blew millions and millions and millions on the Tarkin and Rogue One, which I think it works for me, but I think for a lot of people it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And so it's just just hire someone because humans know other humans and they know when they're not looking at something that's not real. And so I think it would be in, in their best interest to you know, get Sebastian Stan from the Winter Soldier or something like that.
1: It'd be cheaper.
0: Yeah, it would be easier to kind of settle into the show, I think.
1: I think it, after about a half an episode, I think it, it'd be. Yeah, we'd look at him and be like, all right, cool. That's the new Luke Skywalker versus trying to get our mind wrapped around a deep fake.
0: We need the baby Yoda train to keep going.
1: Yeah, let's print that money, man. I hope he shows up in uh, Hollywood studios, man. That would be. Him and the Mandalorian, they need to do a uh, a meet and greet, and you know that would just be hours on end trying to do that.
0: Yeah, and then that's a whole nother episode about what we'd want from Disney if we were running the show. Oh. The problem, the problem with Batu is that it it it's firmly planted between the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, and you know the Mandalorian might not be alive anymore. We don't know. Um, And so there's just very little wiggle room for Disney. Their their hands are kind of bind together. There's very little wiggle room for them to introduce a Han Solo or Luke Skywalker walking the streets. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's a whole other
1: episode. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to get into that one, too, uh, (laughs) because as much as I love Galaxy's Edge, I've got just as many beefs with it.
0: Right. Me, too. Same boat.
1: We're already pre-recorded next week's episode because of holidays and people. You know, I'm going to be out of town and not be available to do my, uh, you know, do get to my computer to do the podcast. But we've been talking and we kind of brought up a, a topic on that episode. We want to bring into this episode uh, as far as our our top five gets this year, our top five, you know, things we've got this year, and our goals for next year. Uh, so we we kind of came up with like a top 5 list of of things that we got and you know just kind of go over it and talk about the year for a few minutes. So uh Jason, do you want to want to start with your your I guess your fifth best get this year?
0: Yeah, I didn't place it in order. So I'm just going to go through my my five here. Okay. Do you want to like A B it? I'll do one, you do one and we'll yeah, just go back that. and forth.
1: Yeah, we'll go okay. back and forth.
0: And so I also want to just say that this isn't intended for me to be a brag. You know, this is for me, the top five things that I'm most grateful to p- to have picked up in 2020 to add to my collection.
1: This crap a year as 2020 was, there were some awesome stuff that got shaken out because uh, people were going through their collection, they were, you know, trying to clean up and they were seeing stuff that they hadn't seen you know, going through the back of their their, their closet or straightening stuff up and going, okay, this doesn't fit anymore, so I'm going to sell it and there was a lot of stuff that came available in 2020 uh and because everything was canceled i had extra money because you you're setting money aside to go to these shows and stuff and i know a lot of people were doing that cuz with celebration canceled all of a sudden you had all your celebration funds free and you can you know celebrations in two more years so you could save up again and now you can go buy more stuff
0: yeah absolutely and that's that's what that's how i've gotten most of the things that i got on my list right but i'm going to start with uh something that we kind of talked about last week the disneyland star tours pennant in the venn diagram of what i love it's disney it's star tours and star wars it, it hits all three it's got Rex on it i love the colors um it's something that i probably wouldn't have gotten because i would have been focusing on you know black series figures or whatever new disney thing um they're they're currently releasing i probably wouldn't have gone back to get that so i'm very grateful to have that i'm trying to work to tell my wife hey this is a disney thing we need to add it to the disney room I haven't got there yet but <laughs> just just because i don't have wall space in mind <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see we'll see how far i get with that but um for me i love the colors on it i love the characters and so that that's one of the things that i'm very grateful to have included in my collection this year
1: Right. That, that's a cool pickup. That was a very cool pickup. Uh, I kind of listed them from top to bottom, five to one, but uh, I picked yeah. up a, um, everybody knows I love the Galactic Heroes line. It kind of something I fell into starting it for my grandson. And then you realize, oh, that's some cool stuff. Uh, but I picked up a, it's a custom Galactic Heroes, Mos Eisley Cantina. Um, I picked that up from Narayan. I saw it a couple of years ago when he did, when we did our, one of our first meetups at his house and I told him, I said, "You ever sell this, I want to. I want it." So uh, he made me a, a offer I couldn't refuse on it towards the beginning of twenty twenty one of twenty twenty, and uh, I picked that up, and it's sitting on a on a end uh, table in my collection room. So that was a that was a deal two years in the making. So that was that was sort of the start of my twenty twenty run.
0: And the thing I like about it it's not like a realistic version of the cantina it's like the cantina if they actually made that that lion's version of the cantina like it's kind of the play school version of it
1: right and it's i mean it's done awesome it's it's um very sturdy it's very you know it's made to where a kid could play with it i can let my grandkids play with it not be scared that they're gonna break it yeah so yeah that was it was it was a cool day to pick that up
0: very cool piece yes Uh, For my next one, I'm going to have to go with the Wilro Hood patch set. I was lucky enough to be part of that that whole crew that developed the patch set. Unfortunately, celebration didn't happen, but I did get the patch set. I did create my own display that I thought was worthy of the patch set and all the other extras that came along with it. Uh, We had stickers. We had sponsor badges. We had T-shirts made up for all the sponsors, so... I'm very excited to have added that collection. I thought it was just very creative. Narayan was the um I I would say project manager on that. He did a he just did an awesome job as the swag king would.
1: That was a fun. I, I didn't get involved because I wasn't going to celebration, so I didn't get involved from on a sponsor level, but I was involved in the the background stuff and the talking and the coming up with things and that whole kit. I mean, Jason, you've done an amazing job. You've definitely taken the torch and ran with, you know, displaying your stuff, uh, your collection, but that was a a year or two, a year, year and a half in the making, uh, you know, just from the concept to the finished product. And it's, I think Narayan's still kind of tweaking things, but (laughs) uh, yeah, you're, 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 yeah, that was, that was a fun I I could definitely see that. That was, that was cool. And you're in, you've definitely got it uh, displayed. Awesome. And this is something that the club gifted me, Jason and Justin, kind of made some stuff happen. And uh, because I like the beak, the Burger King glasses, they were able to pick me up a a hanger, a Burger King glass hanger display, hanging display. uh, And and gifted me that at sort of mid pandemic, uh, which was, yeah pretty cool it's from i think return of the jedi i have to look at it but yeah it is the return of the jedi version so it's hanging
0: yeah. in my room. yeah it's a pretty cool piece love the vintage feel of it
1: yeah it's got the whole game of thrones well i, I don't know how to describe it but the you know the sticky thing yeah, yeah the explosion i guess is the best way to put it starburst starburst there you go
0: yeah yeah um Yeah, and speaking of gifted from the club, Narayan for the holidays gave me the uh, small micro-micro-machine collection from the Grauman's Chinese Theater. And um, it was one of those pieces that I didn't even know existed. You'd have to be at the, the premiere of the special edition in 97 at Grauman's Chinese Theater, which there's just no way I would have ever been able to make that showing to get this, but... I didn't know it existed it does it's it's really cool it's an awesome piece and i'm i'm very grateful that he gifted that to me and that i have a part of my collection and i love it
1: yeah no ryan is 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 awesome um i'm going to skip ahead one and then i'll come back to it but sure. um one of the things i got and actually i got this from ryan speaking in ryan but i had been looking for a man on card boba fett for about a year because I had a budget and everyone that I found was outside of my budget and Narayan knew I was looking for one and he messaged me and said at the same time about the Cantina he messaged me about a mint on card Boba Uh, and it was one that he had upgraded and he was like hey do you want this and I'll give you you know there again he gave it to me at what he had in it which he could have sold it on the open market for double but he knew I'd been looking for it and gave me a heck of a deal so that was a, a major check off on my uh on my list of the year was uh that boba that's awesome
0: so i'm not a big pre-production collector there was one that i did see on deal or no deal that i had to snag which was the the force awakens han solo pre-production figure uh-huh. and so his his hand his hands and his face are not painted but his body is pretty close to production. And I picked that up over, what, a couple months ago. It wasn't too long from now.
1: No, it wasn't. I I remember you talking about it.
0: Yeah. It's got the tracking numbers on the bottom, which I guess makes it even more rare because that's like a serial number. And if I were to like post those numbers, it could trace back to a person and get them fired. Yeah. So I'm holding a lot of power right now by not (laughs) posting that.
1: Well, but, the thing—if if you ever wanted to post it, just scratch out those numbers. You know, yeah. I'm on, not going to do that. <laughs> not on the on the piece, but you know, you could edit the picture where you take the numbers yes,
0: off. Yes, yes, yes. No, I know what you meant, but I'm not going to post it on social media because I really don't want anyone to get in trouble. Right. But but um, on Christmas Day, Justin pointed. Well, he, he pointed to me a couple of days ago, but on Christmas, excuse me, Christmas Eve, there was an eBay auction for another version of that Force Awakens pre-production Han which I think is an earlier version because it's got the writing on the back, like the codes for the mold and stuff. So I put a bit on it. Justin told me, you know, I would, I would do this range and um, I got that. I won that Christmas Eve and I was pretty ecstatic. So it's like an earlier version of this Han. So I have like two versions. And I, I again, I'm not going to be a big pre-production collector, but I do like having the story of an action figure in my collection. So I can point to it and say, This is what they do first. And then they start applying paint. And then here's the tracking number. There's another version out there that's green and white. Yeah. And I think that's like an early, early mold test. Uh And so if I could secure that and make that a 2021 goal, that'd be awesome. So then I would have the full run and say, this is where it starts. And you move to this, you move to that. So I just like having the story of how an action figure gets created as part of my collection.
1: Oh, awesome. Hey, I'll be right back.
0: And so uh, Glenn's away. We'll put on some music. It probably should be Star Wars music. Another thing I picked up... is the I forgot to mention this my mom got this for me for my birthday but it just arrived on Christmas Eve it was the Mandalorian speeder bike with the Scout Trooper and the child and so it's uh it's like uh, uh, the worn version of the speeder bike um, pretty close to the original release of the speeder bike with the um the uh, Scout Trooper on it the speeder bike is kind of angled upward just to give it some dynamic look I guess to the packaging. The child is in a, um, a bag in the back. The stormtrooper is dirtied. It's a pretty cool piece. And I just thought it was funny that I got it during Christmas. From my, it was my birthday present from November and I got it on Christmas. And so I added that to my collection.
1: All right, hold on. Let me put my earphones in. No. See, I, I'm really jealous because you got a bathroom that's right off your collection room and mine's way the hell upstairs. You with me?
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just—I was. You're gonna have some fun with that because I was talking while you were away. Oh. <laughs> you, you could choose to keep it or not, but um, uh, I said, "Oh no," because I was—I was just talking about a piece that I picked up, and uh, the instructions kind of fell from the top to the bottom <laughs> as I was moving along with it. But um, yeah, no, uh, yeah, you have to take a hike to go to the bathroom.
1: You're right, and it sucks, man. I and mean, yours is like right there, so.
0: So you, I think it was your turn.
1: Yeah, well so you're when you were saying earlier so it's just an earlier version of the one you had.
0: Yeah, so the one that I have for example his feet are like a dark brown but his boots are a lighter color and uh-huh. so someone someone has applied the paint and I think this is pretty close to production like a sign off like they would show this probably to the factories and say this is what it should look like in the end. The version I just picked up there's no paint on him at all. Oh, so awesome. it's just solid it's the colors that the molds are, are supposed to be, but there's just no paint. So there's no paint on the boots. It's just all one solid color.
1: Letting people know what you're into is awesome because I get messages all the time. You know, hey, this is on eBay or hey, this somebody selling this or- Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Always let people know what you're looking for because they, yes. will, they will let you know when it pops up. So thank you, Justin. You've heard me talk about this before, but those plastic BK glasses, uh, picking those up this year was was pretty amazing. Cause they were made only made in Massachusetts and people don't even, most people don't even know that they exist. Uh, especially, you know, people that have been collecting the BK glasses, they complete their run and I'm like, well, you got to find the plastic ones now. And I'm that asshole. And they're like <laughs> what plastic ones. So then I send people on the, on the hunt for those. I actually had to almost two complete sets. Like, cause I picked up the one at the first set I picked up had a crack. One of the glasses had a crack in it. And then my wife found one on eBay That was three of them. And so I actually picked up a second set so that I could swap out a glass and then sell the other set and make my money back. So I have a picture of me having two of the sets, you know, in my possession for a few days. So that was that was cool. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: those are pretty cool.
1: I know you had asked about them when you were here. Did you get a chance to see them?
0: Yeah, I went up and looked at them uh, just because I don't think I've ever seen them with my own eyes using a turn from Return of the Jedi, but yeah, they're pretty cool and and um they're different. They're different size than the glass ones, which I thought was most surprising. Mm-hmm. They're slightly what is smaller and thicker.
1: Yeah, and they're they're way lighter and I'm sorry I should have gone up there with you or at least come, you should have grabbed me, but you know how it is when you host an event, you just are all yeah. over the place and
0: Yeah, no, I get it.
1: But yeah, next time you're here you'll have to hold I'll, you know you have to hold one because it's you almost you know it's it's way lighter too so it's it's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, I saved the the top one for the last. I did pick up two pieces that I guess share number one um, because there's something that I really, really wanted for so long and didn't think I'd be able to get. And then the opportunities popped up over quarantine. So I did pick up the first Black Series set, the Boba Fett with the and Carbonite. And I also picked up the Boba Fett with the Kenner Deco from one of the other San Diego Comic-Cons. I think it was last year. Um, with the Star Wars card, the the Black Series figure. So um, I'm really excited about that Black Series, uh, the, the, the Kenner Deco, because it, it's got that vintage feel to him. But he's got an updated sculpt. So it's that juxtaposition between what's new and what's old. And I think that really, I, I like that figure a lot.
1: Yeah, that's one that I'd been hunting for a minute. And um, I just can't seem to pay the $200 that people are asking for him. Uh, I actually had him when they came out with him um Hasbro Pulse I had him in my cart but I had my wife's credit card and not my credit card so it I kept putting uh, my information in there and not hers and it kicked me out and I lost it but that's a, that, I like that figure especially cuz it's got the the old school Kenner deco on it so that was a good yeah. grab yeah um, but mine my, my quote unquote number 1 is actually to sort of do the same thing Jason did cuz you know when you start putting all this stuff together you're like wait a minute i don't i got too much stuff this year too much awesome stuff um was the uh, galactic heroes the sabine and the hera um figures so they yeah this which are two figures that were never put into production and yet, yeah, they, yet again it was another you know one was was a gift from a, the hera was a gift and then the sabine was one of those hey man it, it's 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 on eBay. Somebody's selling this on eBay. And, uh, the guy who had her listed her as a female Boba Fett, you know, (laughs) I was like, damn it. And he listed two one day and I thought about it too long. And then he listed, I messaged him and he goes, I've got one more that I'm going to put up tomorrow. And literally within seconds of him having it up there, I had two messages, uh, from two different people saying, you know, it's, it's there, go get it. And, I'm driving my car, I'm with my supervisor for lunch, and it pops up while we're coming back from lunch and I'm trying to buy it while I'm driving. And it was just, you know, it was a cool story and I love those guys, I love Rebels. And, you know, when you you have a story to go with pieces, even though it's only, hey, this guy pointed me towards this, it, it makes that piece more special. Absolutely. What kind of goals do you have for 2021?
0: Yeah, um, I really struggled with this one because I've never really developed goals as far as collecting. It's really just about being, for me, flexible and able to kind of weigh the options. Do I really want that as part of my collection? Do I not? So with those two vintage, uh, excuse me, with those two Black Series Hans that I have the pre-production, I'd like to finish that out with the the green version. I know that's going to be, a tough one. And that might be a couple year um search, but I think it would be cool again, to have the full run of the production of that, that figure. Um, I would also, cause I'm not an opener. I'd also like to pick up another version of that Han, just so I can open it and have it, you know, in line, starting from start to finish. And I'd also like a gray haired version of that Han. So initially when they created that figure, he had brown hair. And towards the end of it, They did change it to gray. And so there are a few gray versions of Han Solo, the black series out there, Uh, but they're really tough to find. And I'm sure it's going to be costly, but it is a variant. It is a production change. And I would love to have that to, to say that I have the complete, complete run of that Han Solo, the Force Awakens figure. Do, do you want to go? Do want, yeah, I, I, have I can a couple. go,
1: yeah. And like you said, it's not really it, – it, we say goals in quotes because, you know, every year you're just like, okay, what what do I want to hunt down this year? Yeah. Uh, you know, and what what can I check off the list? And you just kind of – as a collector, you kind of need to do that so you kind of keep your – you know, put your blinders on a little bit. Um, But my number one goal for, for this year as far as, you know, adding a piece to my collection would be to try to find the Galactic Heroes Phantom, which was – packaged with Hera which I you know I may be it's going to be my white whale and I may never find it but that would be my number one goal this year
0: that'd be awesome if you could add that to your collection yeah I mean then you would have the complete pre-production run of that and that would just be the centerpiece
1: right it is it would be
0: for me another thing I would like to do so I have a couple areas in my room where I do have standees cardboard standees one from the original VH the, the last time the original trilogy was released on VHS, I have that Darth Vader standee that you would see in video stores. Behind him is a space where I can add more pegboard and expand my collection if I really wanted to. I also have the Ray from the Last Jedi up and I could potentially move that and put up more pegboard because the, the vintage collection just keeps coming out and I need more space. So I'm thinking I might need to expand my room a little bit. Um, I just need to make some decisions and figure out how I want to do
1: that. Awesome.
0: So that would be a 2021 goal. Um, And the other cool idea that I thought I I might do um, in that pegboard area, get some of those led light strips and just kind of border around it. So it looks like the figures are glowing behind it. The lights are glowing behind the figures, which I think would be a cool upgrade to take it maybe from, uh, to just add some more wow to walking into a room with these figures, having this really cool lighting element would just add more flair to it.
1: Mm. Yeah, that sounds cool. This is my next sort of collection piece I'd like to add to my collection would be uh, the bootleg ceramics. Uh, they made a Chewbacca and a Leia and trying to hunt those down or maybe even adding a mold. Uh, would be you know would be cool because um, story behind that my my grandmother did ceramics and she actually bought me and my brother uh, an R2D2 one and we just never got around to do it because life got in the way so it kind of it kind of holds a special place in my heart that kind of stuff so uh, I'd like to add some more stuff to that collection.
0: For me, I guess this is just trying to find the funds to do it and finding a reason to do it. I made a McClunky patch that I was going to take to celebration with Greedo, and I kind of gave it a comic book, a comic frame kind of element to it, so it kind of looks animated, and Greedo's getting shot, and he's exclaiming, McClunky. And now that Bib Fortuna said it in The Mandalorian, I want to get a version of that. Uh, I want to make a, a patch version of that where it's, you know, fat bib and I'm a clunky
1: awesome yeah i want to get some swag too i didn't even write that down but I've, I've got a couple of ideas for for swag and uh you know do a do a collection swag sort of like the ryan does where he's got something where you know somebody that goes to your collection you know especially if they come from out of town they have a a piece of swag or a patch or a pin or something that they can yeah. Go, oh yeah i got this from that guy uh because you've even done that yourself don't you've got a, a Sort of a swag patch.
0: Yep. I made a sticker, the Empire Room sticker. And then I also made, it was a joke in one of our Zoom meetings um, to make a, a, what are those things called? Shit. Um, What are those, the the pieces of paper that you'll see like at Walmart to let them know how to lay out the figures?
1: Oh, a planogram.
0: Planogram. Yeah. So I made a, a Empire Room planogram just to kind of highlight my layout in the room and just as a funny. Yeah. That's another, that's another piece of swag.
1: Yeah. That would be cool. Just, you know, just as a, on a printed out on a piece of paper, you know, just like like they do the planograms at Walmart.
0: Yep. Exactly.
1: That'd be awesome. Yeah. This is sort of, this isn't a collecting, you know, part adding stuff to my collection goal, but I always, every year, this is a goal for me Um, just be a better star Wars ambassador, you know, be, be, you know, bring the love of star Wars to other people and help them out with their collection and, you know, kind of be, just be a good guy in the community is is basically what it boils down to. Um, And, you know, I, like I said, that I, I strive for that every year and it's sort of try to refocus that and try to pay it forward a little bit more and just, you know, not be an asshole basically is, is sort of what, what that boils down to.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to have to second that and make that my final goal is just to be a a good ambassador ambassador for star Wars and to bring some good to collecting. You know, if I do find some hard to find figures, I will post in the group, you know, you got 10 minutes, let me know. You can get it as cost. You just pick it up at my house, things like that. Um, And then if I can help someone out, I will uh, just, yeah, be a good person as far as star Wars is concerned and helping other collectors, fellow collectors.
1: Right. Um, And this is sort of this, this will end it. Um, I want to grow this podcast. I know this was a goal for me at the beginning of last year was to start a podcast. And I had no clue how to do it. And it kind of, you know, you, you start looking into it and you're like, ah, it's too much work. And you, you put it back for a few months and then you look at it again. And then it took John Waterhouse being like, hey, man, let's start a podcast and getting helping, help. You know, he basically him and Justin and I, we all kind of got this off the ground and then it kind of fizzled out a little bit. And then I just, you know, on a whim, talked to Jason about doing it. And I was like, Oh, let's, let's try this out. Jason seems to know his stuff. And then we just clicked and now we're another, you know, 10 at 10 or 15 episodes into this thing. And uh, yeah, I want to grow this. It keeps growing every week. And I, like I said, I think every week, everybody that's, you know, listening and we're watching the numbers and they're growing and they're not going down. And it, it is just, yeah, it's, it's been fun and it, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun at the same time.
0: Yeah. I've, I've loved every minute of it. As long as I can add some uh, value to the show, then I, I'll do it. And um, I do it because I, I love talking Star Wars. It's an outlet for me. I've kind of mentioned that before. So yeah, I love the podcast and very proud of next week's episode. Um, I thought we got some great collectors who, our good ambassadors for Star Wars, Narayan, Justin, Tony, uh, David, um, David Quinn. And and we talk about the future of Star Wars. We talk uh, excuse me. We talk about the past 2020. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about 2020, uh, like a little wrap up of things that happened in the club, things that happened to them, deal or no deal with their thoughts about that. Cause that was burning red hot at one point and it's kind of fizzled down, but now it's coming back. And we just, we kind of talk about our, our goals of 2021 where, where this whole segment came from.
1: Yeah. So tune in next week. Cause it'll be awesome. Uh, it's a good episode, but uh, yeah, I think that's it, Jason. We, uh, we're a little, yeah, we're right at an hour and a half. <laughs> our goal was to make this show an hour, but you know, we Too keep going long. over cause it just, we, yeah, we have such a good time. Yeah. But, uh, Jason, enjoy the rest. Are you off the rest of this week?
0: Uh, uh no i have to work from home um because they're quarantining us oh just just as a safety precaution because everyone's going to be seeing people at the holidays and with the rise of covid they just want to make sure that everyone's safe so i will be working from home but i'm not off
1: okay well cool well enjoy but that I'll be around yeah enjoy that and uh I will. yeah i'm off for the next week so i don't know what i'm going to do I'd probably just sit around and watch star wars or I don't know, but uh, Jason, enjoy it. And uh, I'll you too. see you again in a couple of weeks when we record our next podcast. And this is the way.
0: This is the Holloway.
1: <laughs> Puns. <laughs> I love it.
0: It's not a pun, but yeah, it's, it's fun. This is the way. <laughs>